0: Hey there, thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so good to us, that you think about us all the time, and that you're beckoning us to know you, to acknowledge you. And so we're here today to know your heart. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So I woke up this morning to him telling me how he feels. And the, and the first thing that I heard him refer to is Romans one twenty one, Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give thanks to him, but instead they became futile and godless in their thinking, with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. Verse 20, forever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is, his external power and divinity, have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, the things that have been made, his handiworks. So men are without excuse, altogether without any defense or justification. And so God is saying that he made himself known to everyone. And when I hear him refer to that in my mind, I always question him where I'm not honoring him, where I can't see something that he obviously sees, because I've asked him to correct me. And he he corrects us because he wants us to have eternal life. He wants us to be ready when he comes. And so if, if you ask him to correct you, he will... And so when I heard him refer to this, I thought, oh boy, what did I do? I know I messed up. And um, certainly I did. But the first thing that he was saying to me is that he was feeling sad. He was feeling sad because his people weren't honoring him. And if they don't honor him, then he can't show them the truth, he can't show them what he's thinking and how to have that salvation that Jesus gave us. And it comes, salvation comes by believing, and believing comes by your lifestyle, your actions. And so, and him showing me that, then he started showing me how Christmas isn't about him. You know, we say it is, but we really don't believe it because we don't act it. You know, um, we, we put Jesus off, because we have all these other things happening, company coming, I got to get this gift, that gift, the weather being in the way. And so everything is anxiety and rushed. And so the only place we have to crunch is our time with Jesus, because he's not that important to us, not as important to us as we are to him. We don't put him first. We put him where we can fit him in. And he's jealous of that because in that kind of a relationship, he can't give us the fullness of his joy, of his peace, of himself because we're distracted. We can't see it. We can't hear it. We can't hear him when we're distracted. We don't know his heart or how he's feeling. And so we can only guess that it's okay. Jesus understands. I have all the stuff to do. I can catch up with him later. And what Jesus wants to say to us today is, if he did come at Christmas time, his birthday, if he did come when we're celebrating Christmas as his birthday, then all those futile things that we did to get ready for Christmas, we gave our attention to all of that Instead of to Him on His birthday, we would perish. We would perish because, in being distracted from Him, we're, something else is our God. And even if it's Christmas, even if it's your Christmas tradition, if it's Santa, God's before God. That's what it really comes down to because He's not really the most important thing, but the things that we have to do are more important. What I have on my agenda is most important, and everything else is secondary. Even maybe the people in your lives. Even though you're giving them gifts and you call yourself a Christian, are you giving them Jesus? Are you giving them compassion and love and understanding? That's what he was saying to me today. It's not the physical gifts, but it's the gift. The gift that he gave you, are you passing it on? So by Jesus telling us what he's thinking and how he's feeling, we can know him. And the point that he's making today is... He doesn't want want it to be, oh, it's my birthday and give me all this attention, although he does because he is salvation. But what he wants is to bring salvation to us. He wants to teach us. He wants us to know his mind. So Jesus' intention is to teach us what Christmas is about. We don't know what it's about. We have our own tradition. We're conformed to what we've learned. But as we come to know his feelings, his thoughts, his love, his compassion, his endurance, his intentions, then we can change our Christmas. We can know how to do Christmas, just like we're learning how to do life his way when we learn of him. We're going to learn how to do Christmas. Remember when Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. He knows we don't know what we're doing, but he can't teach us if we don't give him attention, if we don't give him the time of day. And he's sad because many will perish for a lack of knowledge. He's working to get knowledge to us, to share his thoughts and his feelings, to to share what living with him is all about. So what Jesus would say to us today is, what if we put him first instead of all the rushing around, all the things that you think that you have to do? That would be a press. That would take resistance of the enemy saying well what are you gonna to have to eat? what are you gonna do when are you gonna to go to the store? what are you gonna wear what are you gonna what are you gonna do what about this what about that which is exactly what he does because this day his intention the Lord's intention is to teach us how to enter into eternal life. Jesus came to give us salvation and so every year, We should be celebrating that and His promise of coming again and looking forward to that coming. And if we're looking forward to that more than our physical, um, fleshy things, then we're going to be ready for Him. And I don't have the revelation knowledge of all of it, but I do know He said to me today is, I want more time. This time of year, this in this season, in such a time as this, because I'm coming and the more time I have with you, the more I can teach you and prepare you how to move in with me and have eternal life with me. If we don't know what to change, how to conform to his way of doing, if we don't hear from him, we're not going to be able to do that. And so it should be the opposite of what we're doing. Resist the enemy, submit to him, and all that anxiety will flee. And we're going to live, learn to live Christmas the way it's supposed to be. But we can't do anything without him. We don't know anything without him. Without him, we're just doing our thing. We're just doing religion, really. The Pharisees had a way of doing things. When Jesus came, he upset them. They didn't like him because he had a whole different idea. He came to show the Father. He came to show us what heaven is like, what it's like to live with him for eternity, what it's like to conform to his way, to rid our lives of evil and sin and live that love and that compassion. That's the gift that we're to give each other is love, compassion, and understanding. Not backbiting, gossiping, and he did that and she did that. And he hurt me and she hurt me. But to forgive. To know that they don't know what they're doing. And the more we know Jesus, the more we're going to know what we're doing. And we're going to be able to put ourselves aside. Jesus said, put your life aside. The rich man said, how will I enter into the kingdom of heaven? And he said, sell your stuff and follow me. And what he's saying, so many things, but what he's saying today is, when you can put this life aside, then you're going to be ready to move in with me. If you're hanging on to all this stuff, then how are you going to move in with me and bring nothing with you? If that's more important than me, then how can you move in with me? So we gotta learn to let go of what we think and surrender to him in every way so we can receive that salvation. So when he comes, we get to go with him. You wanna go with him. You don't wanna be left here with your stuff. I've, I always feel really horrible during my correction with Jesus. And it's because He's showing me myself. And when I don't put Him first, I feel terrible. I feel awful that I didn't see what I was doing. And so take the correction, though, I mean, even though I, I found out how he was feeling and um, that I was doing what I was doing out of respect for that instead of him, I'm so glad he told me. I want him to tell me, and then I'm able to move on, to be happy again. And to grow into his likeness and have love be my compassion. And not things, not stuff, not agendas, not pleasing other people. And so Jesus is saying, it's going to take faith to put me first and stop letting all those things that need to be done rattle you. But when you put me first, of course, Everything's going to work out for your good. And you're going to have that happiness, that peace, that joy, and that contentment that he so gives. And as soon as he corrected me and started showing me the wrongness of my ways, as soon as he started showing me his higher way and I started agreeing with it, I started feeling better. I started getting happy. And joy, I want to know the truth. Why would anyone want to live a lie? Why would anyone want to walk in the mud when they can walk on streets of gold? Jesus wants to do good for us, but when we're doing our own thing, he can't. He wants us to have eternal life, but when we're hanging on to the world and the things of it, then we can't have that life. We don't bring anything with us except for our compassion and our love for Jesus. He's trying to grow us up. He's trying to help us to to see. He's giving us eyes to see by correcting us and telling us how he feels and what's happening, what's right, what's wrong, what's evil and what's good, what's important and what's not. We gotta sit at his feet and learn from Him. Stop running around in circles trying to get it all done. You know the Mary and Martha story. When you sit at Jesus' feet, you're going to see life a whole different way. When you're willing for Him to correct you, you're going to see life a whole different way. And he's remember, He's preparing you to move into His kingdom. He's preparing you for His return. You know, He kept talking to me about coming at Christmas that's his time and as much as I want him to come I don't because he shows me too many will perish he's trapped between those who need him to come to save them from the torture they're going through from the evil that is happening in the world And those that he loves and he knows. But he knows they will perish because they don't know enough to walk away from those things that are hanging on to them. And so that's why he's waiting. And at the same time, many are suffering. And so I don't know the day or the hour. I want him to come But as he shows me his heartache for those who he loves, he knows he has compassion for. We need more time. Which, is it selfish because of those who are suffering? He must not think so. He has a way. He's going to work everything out for our good. Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans I have for you for good, not for evil. We have to hurry up and start trusting him because he is going to come. Pretty soon, we're going to say he came. So make your Christmas, even if you're just starting right now when you hear this, change it. Make it about him. Don't get caught up and the world's way of doing Christmas but Find out from Jesus, His way, what He wants you to do, what His agenda is for you, for each and every moment, for that, that one person that He wants you to love, that needs your love. Jesus is waiting for you to Believe him for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. If you believe him, then you're going to honor him. You're going to come to him. You're going to ask him to show you who he is. If you believe in something, someone, your life changes. You can believe in the world and their way of doing and hang on to it Or you can believe in him so that you can have eternal life with him. So make this Christmas about Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for teaching us, for correcting us, for your forgiveness, for your perfection for us. That you don't want less than for us, but you want more than. And you want more than we give you. You want more time with us so that we can have complete salvation. So on that day, so we thank you for that. For on that day that we can enter into eternal life with you. We thank you and praise you for putting us first. We love you. Thank you so much. Praise you, Jesus. We just thank you and praise you. You're so good to us. Give him the glory. Give him all the glory. Be faithful to him. Know that he's right there and he's waiting. And he could come any day. He's waiting for us to be ready because it's not his will that one should perish. It's not his will even one should perish. I just heard him talk to me. He wants me to read something to you. So 2 Timothy, I was here yesterday and I noticed I forgot to read verse 13. So 2 Timothy 2, I'm going to read 12 and 13. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny and disown and reject him. He will also deny and disown and reject us. So it's up to you. And to endure is what it takes because so many things are going to come against us. The enemy is going to come and distract you and try to pull you from Jesus. But when you submit to God and you resist him, tell him to go. He will flee because he knows you know what's happening, what you're doing. Verse 13, if we are faithless... We do not believe in or are untrue to him. He remains true, faithful to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. And so what he's saying is, he remains true to his word. What he said in his word, he will do. He's not going to change his mind. Listen to this again. If we are faithless, if we do not believe and are untrue to him, he remains true. He's faithful to do His word and His righteous character, for He cannot deny Himself. So He's going to say, if you disregard Him, His command, away from me, I never knew you. Matthew seven twenty one through 23 Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. And many on that day will say, But Lord, we did this in your name, that. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. So he's telling us things to come. This is going to happen. If you don't choose him by seeking him and following after him, you will not have eternal life. He is faithful to his word. He's going to perform exactly what his word said he's going to perform. Whatever he said he's going to do, he's going to do. He's going to come. We don't know the day or the hour, but he is going to come. And if you are not ready, you can't go. He can't be unfaithful to his word. So whatever his word said, says, that is what will happen. So, get your mind on Jesus. Make your Christmas about Jesus. Revelation 3.20, he said, If you heed his voice, if you look at his commands and do them, he'll come and live on the inside of you. And So you can ask him at any time to do that. Get on your knees and talk to him. Expect to hear him. Look at the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. Look at the Word. That's Him. That's the truth. Those words are faithful and true. And you can be sure that those words will come to pass as you are faithful. Remember verse 12. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. Revelation three five says that we can get our name blotted out of the book of life if we're not overcomers. So we need to endure. It's a press. If we deny and disown and reject him, he'll deny and disown and reject us. So get him on your mind. Take courage. Stand up against the evil forces and do the word of God. Put Jesus first. And everything else will work out. He'll take away the anxiety. He'll take away the frustration and the burden that you carry. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He not only wants your attention so that you can have salvation, but he wants to even give you rest right here and right now. He's watching us run around in circles Frantically trying to get ready for his birthday, but without him. Let him teach you. I'm so excited when he gives us revelation knowledge. Let him give you revelation knowledge. Let him teach you. Stop your thinking and start thinking about what he's thinking about. If you give him your mind, if you just close everything else out and listen, he'll tell you what he's thinking. And what he is thinking is cool. It's good. It's lovely. It's a good report. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Jesus, he has a word for us, okay? All right, Jesus, what? I'm coming. And I'm coming soon. And I want you to be ready. Get ready now. I'm giving you plenty of time to get ready. Look to me. Don't look anywhere else. Keep your focus on me so that on that day, I can say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Let me teach you. Let me have my way in your life. Submit to me. so good. He's so in love with us. Now take heed to that word. Ask him to come and live on the inside of you and do what he tells you to do. Make that decision and then he'll work all that out for your good. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.